As I'm waiting for my next guest to show up on here, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my podcast sponsors. You guys already know Core Medical Group. I can't stress it enough. People, for some reason, don't fucking take me serious when I say this shit, but go get your fucking blood work done. I promise you, you probably have a fucking issue. There was an article that recently just came out with the Havoc Journal talking about PTSD is not the fucking worst thing that's happened to our uh, veterans coming back from overseas. It's low T. And I promise you, anyone who's sitting here listening to this thinking like, hmm, I'm not sure. Well, fuck, go get tested. Go get checked. Go check them out if you guys are looking for a place. Core Medical Group, what they will do is test you anywhere in the United States of America, and they will ship to you to your doorstep anywhere in the United States of America. So go check them the fuck out. Core Medical Group, Beyond Clothing, we already know. It is the, the expeditionary... Uh, outdoor expeditionary clothing, uh, layered system. They have backpacks, they have jackets, they have they have all kinds of stuff. All I'm asking you is give them a shot. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. They have some of the best social media that's out there. Beyond Clothing. That's at beyondclothing.com. Um, you know, some of the baddest dudes in the in the in the industry are wearing their gear. So I promise you will not be disappointed. Willie Peach Chocolates. You guys, if you have not tried the fucking hot sauce yet. You're out of your fucking mind. I have had so many people message me, tell me how good it is. Trust me, you will fucking love it. Go get Willie Peach chocolates. Go get Willie Peach chocolates and go get the fucking hot sauce. I promise you will not be disappointed. Check them out. I love them. I love you. Let's go. Perseverance Survival, you know they make uh, the Wooby hoodies. I, I, I feel like I always have to repeat myself, but I want to make sure that you guys are listening to this shit. The Wooby hoodies as well as now Ranger panties. And if you don't wear Ranger panties, you fuck you. You know, I, listen, some of the best fucking badasses in the world are fucking Army Rangers and fucking Marines and fucking and, and SEALs and all these motherfuckers wear Ranger panties. They might call them something different. I call them Ranger panties. And you can get some at PerseveranceSurvival.com. Go check them out. Hey, GMR Gold just started a new program. If you guys go in there and go to Bullion Box and order a box, you guys need to use the promo code Rocco, okay? Use Rocco. Let them know that I sent you. Trust me, this has been a fucking awesome time for my kids and me and just checking out the gold and the silver and the fucking, you know, all the little medallions. It's been great. It's been fun. Uh, I want you guys to be able to enjoy that with your kids as well. So check it out. GMR Gold. If you guys are going to purchase anything, use the Rocco promo code R-O-C-C-O. I'm going to stop there because the next guest is another new sponsor and I want to talk about him later. Bye. And record. All right. Boom. Hey, what's up? Nick Palmaschano is here on the podcast with me today. How you doing, bud? How's it going, man? Good, man. Good, good, good. good. I'm, I'm super excited. Like, one, I, I'm, I'm excited that you were willing to become a sponsor on my podcast. I think that's fucking awesome. And like in the, in the history of everything I've ever done, it's funny that it all comes back full circle now that Ranger Up is a sponsor of my podcast. I'm like, what the fuck? Right? Well, I mean, you, you, did, you did get the tattoo. I know. You know what's funny? I'm actually working on... not. <laughs> Most oh, don't, no, don't you say it. I was thinking about getting it covered up. Honestly, I'm getting both my legs covered up completely, but only just because I have a full art piece I want to get done. But those of you listening probably don't realize I have a Ranger Up tattoo on my right thigh. And that came from, um, we were doing, we were doing uh, stunts for charity, really is what it was, kind of, right? And so I said I'd get an, an opposing t-shirt company uh, on my leg. <laughs> And it sure as hell wasn't going to be a grunt style one at the time. I was like, fuck that. Let's go with Ranger Up. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I have a Ranger Up tattoo on my thigh. That's funny. I'm going to take a picture of it and post it on my Instagram before I post this fucking whole <laughs> podcast. But no, man, you know, the cool thing is what people, people will probably already know about Nick Palmashano and Ranger Up and everything, but I thought it was real cool to have you on here to talk. One, just because I'm proud to have you on as a sponsor, but two, you know, you really were you know, I think you were the one of the first big military military t-shirt companies that I even wanted to wear. Right? There was there was a seven six two. I think was pretty big in in the, in the eighties, right? At, at, at military bases. Yeah. But there was nothing that I felt represented me, right? And and as much as as your guys' company, you know, and you made a shirt that was a seventy fifth. My first shirt. I had two shirts from you guys in the, in the first place, and it was two thousand nine. 
uh, I bought a Ranger shirt. It was a 75th Ranger Regiment shirt. Which like, fuck, dude, you don't find yep. no one that makes a shirt about us. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I was super proud to buy that shirt and the fucking fit of it was really nice. It was early on where I was still wearing 100% cotton shirt and then I got one of yours and I was like, whoa, this feels good. Yeah, I know. Dude, I, I knew nothing about t-shirts till I started doing this. And, you know, at first you're like, oh, I just want, you know, the guys are going to want thick. Yeah, know, just really cotton. rough shirts. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> after you start seeing what's out there, now I'm a total t-shirt snob. Like, if I, it isn't silky smooth, I don't want it touching my body. <laughs> bro, I tell people, like, there's people that right now are like, always wanting to order shirts for their, for this and that. Like, oh, dude, you just get 100% cotton. Everyone loves that. I was like, no, they don't, bro. No, they don't. No, they don't. no, one, no, wants, no, one, no one wants, wants that bullshit. Anymore. No one wants that heavy ass fucking thing that doesn't let you breathe. <laughs> yeah. But no, man. And that's kind of the beginning of, you know, of the direction my life ended up taking me was with article 15 and then collabing with you guys on, on, on several different projects, but mainly range 15. And then after yeah. that, I went on to be an actor, right? I went on like after yeah. I mean, you had that conversation in the van day one, right? Yep. Yep. And it's just yeah, crazy. Man. I, I just like, you know, I've told you this a few times. I'm excited that you went out and did it, you know, because I'll be honest, you know how many people tell me, all the things that they want to do all the time. Like I, I hear it almost every day, you know, like, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of people, but I get, I get messages as I know you do on Facebook, like, Hey, this is my dream, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then like, when I meet people, they're like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like no one fucking ever does it. Yeah. You know, no one, no one does it. So, you know, I knew, you know, I knew you from, you know, like chatting on the phone, a couple of events we went to and stuff, but like, you know, you, you sat down there and you were like, this is what I want to do. I want to do all these things. And, uh, you know, talking about writing books, talking about, you know, doing, uh, doing public film <laughs> and uh, yeah, public speaking. Yeah. And I was like, you know, cool. Like I didn't know you well enough at that point to know, was this real? And then you systematically did all of those things. And, and, frankly, like that's one of the things that I look for in, you know, whether you're talking about friends, mentors, business partners, whatever, you know, people that say what they do exactly what they're going to say. Like it's rare and people don't realize how rare it is. So yeah. like, I'm really, I'm psyched for you, you know, I'm psyched you. For, you know, you know, and, and I think if you just, if you keep doing that, man, like, you know, you're, you're the rock part too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be a rock, the rock, but part two, but like a little bit better actor and less of an action star. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to be honest, like if you peel back the layers of, of, of film and television and all that stuff, you know, the rock is a great entertainer and that's dope. That's yeah. fucking outstanding. And, yeah. I, and I'll always say that like, he's a great entertainer. Like everything he does, like I'm willing to fucking check it out, but like, I don't want to be an entertainer, right? As much as I, I love to entertain, I want to, I would love to try stand up and all that stuff, but in the acting yeah. realm of the arts, I want to be respected as a genuine fucking actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, that's the wanna, hard part. You want to go deeper. Yeah. And that's the hard deeper. part. You know, like I would love to be, my name be using the same sentence as Benicio del Toro, right? Those kind of yep. actors who are just fucking yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, to me is like everything he does. Yeah. Everything he does. You're like, wow, what a fucking stud, you know? Yeah. And how, how that guy goes from like, uh, you know, hardcore films where he's like an assassin to like, he's a jokey character in the Marvel universe. And you're like, I believe all of these characters. Yeah. You know? he's, he's incredible. But that's, that's the kind of thing. Like I, I, um, it's like anything in the military. You, I wanted to be the best, you know, and, and, and in fucking in, in business, I wanted to be the best, you know, and, and now in acting, I want to be the best. And to me, the best actor, um, are not the entertainers, right. Or, or they're not like, I'm, I'm in a bad spot, bro. I get picked up every day to be the big scary guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. typecasted daily. And so yep. I have to find a way to weasel myself out of that. And that's not a bad career, right? Like the, these guys like, like Danny Trejo, they can make a fucking very successful career and a very, I mean, very a career they can be super proud of, but it's still not me. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the next Danny Trejo. And like I said, yeah. there's nothing wrong with what he does. It's just, I, I want people to see me, see past the tattoos, see past the bigger frame and just see the genuine fucking artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's been the yeah, fucking challenge. You, that's been a challenge, yep. bro. <laughs> well, you know, on the flip side, like it's a gift that you get to work 
And the more you get to work, the more you're going to be able to frame your own projects. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why you can't do, you know, in a couple of years, your own range 15 on your terms. You know, and kind of, what yeah. I mean by that isn't, isn't a zombie comedy, but like, you know, produce my like, own shit. I, I'm sure you yeah, write your own shit, produce your own shit, you yeah. know, like make the shit you want. Dude, that's, like, that's the, that's the world I'm trying to go. You know, it's just, you know, how hard it is, dude. I do. That's, I do. Yeah. This is um, tough. It's not t-shirts anymore. Like, and we didn't even do that well when I did it, right? We did it well enough. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's cool. The two business models from, from article 15 clothing to Ranger Up was, was so different, right? I think, um, you know, Ranger Up um, was a very structured and very, very organized. It was, it was an orchestrated attack, right? It was the officer putting together yeah. an op order and having a plan of action. Yeah. And then you yeah. got us guys who were just like fucking, you know, guerrilla war fighters. Like, let's go out there and just fucking raise havoc. And that's kind of what we did, you know? You guys did great, though. And it, it was great. Like, it, yeah, but you know what? It didn't, I, I feel like if I had to choose the two, spikes in, in it's, it's like spikes in sales or spikes even in notoriety, spikes in popularity. Those are all cool, yep. right? But that's your 10 minutes of fame. That's your 15 minutes of fame. I really love the slow climb, right? Like the, the, I call it the slow burn. And, and I wouldn't call you guys a slow burn because you guys always been very, very proficient at what you do, but you're consistently there. And I can see Ranger Up being there for the next 20, 40 years at a, at a high level and always growing. Yep. You know, in Article 15, we were struggling with that. And, and right now, I don't know what they're doing for business anymore. Obviously, I don't own it anymore. But at the time, man, we were killing it but we also didn't know how to sustain it where it wasn't exhausting us because it was smoking us to sit there, yeah. think of a video, create a video. If it's not a hit, if we didn't do a bikini snap, if Matt wasn't drinking, if all the things weren't aligned, obviously it wasn't the yep. hit. And so it was exhausting. Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think, you know, <laughs> I always, I always think about the collaboration, right? Like, you know, one of the reasons Range 15, I think, did so well is because it had both. Yeah, you know? yeah I think like, you're right. It had the officer side of it and it had the enlisted side of it, right? It was just two different mentalities. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even saying it like that, but, you know, like, you know me, I'm a grinder. So, like, in my every day, like, when we were promoting that film, every day was like, you know, what ads do we need to do? And, you know, we, we built that that like um series of facebook groups that were for every state and yeah. every sub state and you know and Suze and i were like cranking on that on the daily you know our best days were definitely days where you know matt made a crazy video you guys made yeah. crazy videos but you know every day was good because we were we had a structure in place we, yeah so, we had you know, both like, levels of the marketing right yeah. Yeah. We had both, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember. Jack Donaghy, like the, you ever watch uh, 30 rock? If you have, yeah, yeah. it's just going to be a sad. So we, when he talks about the trivection oven, the three different fires, like yeah. that's kind of what we had with range 15 and, you know, but on the flip side, like, you know, ranger up could have used more content back then, you know, yeah. we're looking at like, man, like, you know, one of the things I just appreciated about you guys in general was that you were the first people that did it differently. Yeah. So now there's like 27 different military brands. Like even I get confused, you know, like, is that my shirt? You know, like it, it's, it's weird. It, it's funny uh, because yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, because they can, they can start up now risk-free kind of the way article 15 started. You guys, you know, created a new business model. And, um, and so, you were the only ones that basically wasn't, and I don't, I don't mean this in like a cocky way, but like, let's use grunt style as, as an example. Right. So like we started grunt style started a year and a half after us, they kind of followed our business model and tweaked it, tried to improve it, you know, and they've done very well for themselves. And it, for a while it was just grunt style and ranger up and we kind yeah. of followed the same business model. Well then everyone else that popped up essentially does the same thing. Like right. they try to, they try to create, um, a similar brand that's slightly different, you know, like, you know, they swear more, they swear less, their art's simple, their art's more complicated, right. but it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And article 15 came out and I was like, man, like, 
these guys aren't trying to copy us. They're trying to do their own thing. Like yeah. I say it all, I would never make a shirt that says fuck lettuce. Right. I would never make a shirt, you know, any of those shirts that you guys made. And, and, I and on our side, make, right. And our side, we didn't want a shirt that says, you know, like a forever lived the creed of this, right? Because it was too moto for our, what we wanted to wear. And so we were like, yep. Well, yeah. there's a space for us because we don't want that shirt. Right. And then, you yeah. know, you, at the time, Grunstyle was making kind of the affliction style shirts. You know what I mean? It was, it was, and so yeah. it was like, well, we don't fit in that either. And then it started becoming like, well, let's just do the weirdest thing possible. Grunstyle's all in on, on the 18 to 24 demographic. Like right. they're, they want like the guys right out of basic that are like fired up and, and props to them. They've done it extremely well. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's never like our, our business model is for, you know, it's certainly for those guys if they want it, but it's more geared towards people that have served a while, you yeah. know, people, people that are in like, get it that, you know, right. ha, you know, or, or people that have left and, and, you know, have an affinity for, for their service or people, you know, people that support, support the armed forces. Yeah. Um, but it's different. It's a little older, yeah. you know, it's a little more, ser- it's a little more serious, a little right. less, you know, like stomp on the flag and I'll stomp on your ass. You know, like I'm not doing that, you know, like okay, it's so you, funny. you've got your first, you've got your first amendment rights. If you want to be a douchebag about it, I will just, you know, annotate you in my brain as a douchebag. Like, right. And, it was, and it's move it's on. super funny how that works. Right. Like, I, you know, just in a conversation with Matt, we met with the lunch recently and it was just like, you know, we were, we were a big deal at the time. You know, it was, it was very few out there doing what we did in our little world of, yep. of, and, and we had a huge following and we kind of, and we probably created a, a new version of the vet, the bro vet that we ourselves now are just like, ah, oh. you know what I mean? Like we yeah, kind of, you did because what you, people, people don't realize people didn't realize and probably still don't fucking realize they won't dig past face value, right? Face value. We were goofy douchebags on fucking film. And it was funny, right? There was a skit to it, but face value, people took that as fact, right? And didn't see yeah. like yeah. legitimately behind closed doors, we're trying to, how can we make more money to do a new opportunity? Let's Singer's Whiskey, right? Whatever, right? We, 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 yeah, had, yeah. we had legitimate thousand meter goals, you know what I mean? But we knew what worked was this really kind of douchey fucking, you know, this over the top womanizer slash drinker mat. And then his two goofy ass buddies, you know what I mean? And we knew yeah, yeah. the dynamic of like the camaraderie was well, and, and there was genuineness to it too as well. So it kind of like, it was easy to fucking people were like, man, these guys, I would drink beers with these guys, you know? And so we knew yeah. what we had, but people couldn't get past the fact that it was just a fucking gimmick, right? It was just a YouTube yeah. video. And they started yeah. believing like that is what a veteran should be like. And when they did that, it, when we did that, we didn't know we kind of fucked the community in the sense where guys who were coming out of the military still need to find an identity and they fucking fell into the fucking, the, the, yep. right. Like the typical guy that we showed on YouTube, but not the genuine person who we are. And that bothered me because I was like, fuck. But that's on them a little bit, you know, yeah. like you can't take responsibility. You're clearly putting out a skit, you know? Right. Right. Um, you know, like, but you know, to some extent, it's also the reason why, you know, I launched BNN. Uh, I've got another show coming out that we're creating called Leather Talk, which I need to get you on. Keep telling you, we got to, we got to fly you out. But it's, it's like a, it's like a 90 minute conversation about like serious stuff. We, we kind of lay it out in advance, what we're going to talk about. And then we go real deep. And my goal with, with all these things is to start showing that veterans are actually really intelligent, smart, well, that's uh, a big reason, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's a big reason kind of why I branched off to do my thing. I think the whole time we were doing Article 15, Let's Singers Whiskey, all the stuff like that, I tried to keep the very human side of me apparent and, 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 and out yeah. there, and, and, yeah. and because, like, I knew, dude, we, we, we were actors, right? We were, essentially, we were just actors, yeah. and, like, fucking people didn't know the real side of us until they started to actually follow us, you know, and... and and then I started doing that more and I was like, you know what? I really like being the genuine side of me all the time. You know what I mean? Like, like the gimmick yeah. stuff got old and if I was going to be acting, I need to really be acting. Yeah. And you also get older, man. Like Fuck. that's the other thing, you know, for me, like when I started this, I was like 29, 
yeah. you know, 28, like, and I'm 42, you know? So I'm not, I'm not writing about stupid shit that I did when I like used to, you know, in the military when I was drunk or, yeah. you know, silly thing. Like th- those are things that like, yeah, I did them and it was, it was fun. And like, I don't regret any of it. Yeah. They're good stories, but like, I'm not going to be the 42 year old dude talking about like, Oh yeah. Chicks. Like, like, I'm afraid of my wife. Like I'm, no. I'm not even making those. Jokes. Well, yeah, like, my, yeah, like my joke now is like, oh my god, my kids are my daughter's dating. You know what I mean? Like completely yeah, different yeah. world now, bro. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm comfortable with that. Like I'm yeah. not trying to pretend that I'm cool. Yeah, no, that's I'm not. You know me. That's you know the thing me. is, you know you're I'm not cool. you're not that cool, bro. <laughs> 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 but you know what's funny is is I think you've always been grounded in knowing who you are. Right. Like, and that's important. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to know where you, who you are. You got to know what you represent and you got to be very, yeah. very, very, very stern on that idea. Because if you're just flexible with it, like those are the guys that continue to like, still don't, they can't figure it out. Like I knew who I was. I'm a dad. You know what I mean? I'm a dad. And the, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and yep. w- once things started getting a little out of hand with the drinking bros podcast, as much as I love those guys and I love the platform and fuck, I love the people that, that support it. It's a really cool platform, but the content started getting to the point where I'm like, Oh shit, my kids are going to get older and hear this and I'm going to be fucking yeah. embarrassed. And that's yeah. where I was Episode like, all right, 100. <laughs> that was it. Did you realize? I think I did one more after that. I did after episode yeah, 100. Episode. I'm sitting there and everyone's like, thought that I was going to be like loving life. Right? I'm like, no bro, this is fucked. You know? And I knew yeah. I knew I was like, yeah. I can't keep doing this, dude. I just started a new relationship. You know what I mean? I was single dad of four fucking kids. And I'm like, well, everything I did, I knew was coming back. And I posted a yep. picture yesterday on Instagram, bro, all the same old fucking jokes pop up still. And like, like, oh, you're fucking the zombie. And I'm like, great, dude. Right. And then some guys, <laughs> another comment from drinking bros. And I'm like, great, dude. Like some of these guys will never get over those stuff. And it's good. It was fun. Yeah. But bro, yeah. if this follows me for five but, more years and someone meets my wife and says, is this the zombie? I'm going to fucking punch you in the goddamn face. <laughs> like, well, you know, it, it's funny. Like, you know, that day on set, I've never seen a dude more nervous. Like yeah. you really wanted nothing to do with like writing. It was funny and we were all laughing about it, you know? And I think, I think that was a, I don't know if, did you write that? Did, it was, was that it was, idea? yeah, I it was, remember the original idea was, was way, way funnier and not as, as graphic as what we showed. The original idea was that every time they walk into the room, I'm pulling security on the zombie. Every time they walk into the room, another piece of her is missing, right? And I, I pretty much fuck her to pieces, but no one ever sees it. you don't it. see it. Right. That's it's, right. That's it's an, right. Remember, yeah, it's like yeah, an yeah. assumption, like, oh my God, what are you doing to her? Nothing, bro. You're right. But it was also like, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. God. I remember it. Right. And so it's also like, ah, oh, that's kind of yeah. ugly, right? That's kind of, that's kind of, so the way we did it that way. And still, I never thought about the act of doing it, bro. I thought about yeah. like, oh yeah, this is going to be funny. That part was definitely, that was definitely a part of the script that I didn't touch. That was a, that was a original Billy J. Yes. Ross. Yes. I was like, this, this is not a me scene. <laughs> yeah, bro. And so then when that scene happened, I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, but you were like, you were crazy uncomfortable. Dude, it's like uncomfortable. Crazy uncomfortable. As much yeah. as I can, I can talk and with the boys was and great. have fun. Yeah. Rachel was very good. Right. She was good to you. Yeah. But like, I was, I was surprised at how uncomfortable you were, to be honest. I was like, oh man, like, like I actually, I felt really bad for you. Well, you got to think of everything. I knew how long this was going to be in the world. This, you know, yep. I thought of it. Yeah. I thought about like, man, yeah. is this the way I want to represent myself? Because I'm the one dude that's really trying to do good. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> not like the other guys weren't, but I'm like really trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. And, and then filming a scene like that with 20 people in the room, knowing 40 people are outside watching. Dude, yeah. it's like, there's definitely performance anxiety, you know? Oh, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. It's it's crazy. You and then I have, I have people run up to me still today, like some of the cameramen I've become friends with. They're like, bro, I saw a movie that you were in. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Did you see the documentary, <laughs> though? Did you see the documentary? It's a lot better. <laughs> the documentary is great. I always tell people that. Like, hey, watch the documentary. <laughs> I say that too. I say, I say, watch the documentary first, so then you kind of understand the heart of what we did. <laughs> you know what's wild, though, is is that movie is still we're three years later now mm-hmm. that movie is still kicking butt on prime 
Well, it's you like understand. Weird, it's, a, it's, a, it's a legit, it's a legit cult classic. Yep. We cannot deny that. I, I, yep. I talked to a veteran the other day and he was like, man, I love that movie. I was like, bro, I hate it. And for no other reason, like, you really, I can tell you right now, you really hate it. I hate it. And it's not like, I don't hate anything other than the movie itself. I feel like, man, now that we know what we did, we know how much better we can make that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I'm just yeah. like, oh man. And then and I always hate watching myself. I just always hate watching myself, but I can never deny how proud I am, proud I am of achieving that goal. Like, dude, and, and everyone in the fucking, everyone in the veteran community who watches Range 15, they're like, they love it. They love it. I think they too love it because of what we did. Not so much of the fact that like the movie's a fucking, you know, it's our own version of super troopers in the veteran world. Like we are, we're forever going to be fucking in that. And it's cool. That's a great thing. Like yeah. we created something that yep. forever, like my son never joins the military. He's like, Oh bro, my dad's rank 15. Like people are like, Whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's, it's also like, I watch it, man, there's so many things that would have changed. There's so much more control I wish I had. There's so much storylines I wish we, yeah. you know what I mean? Like all those things. And so, you yeah, know. I, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. But I, did, I had no idea, like the vision of the film in my head obviously isn't what ended up on screen. And I think that's true for all of us. All of us. But I, I, had, I had never been through the process. Oh yeah, now so I, I know. know. Mm. Now I know. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm going to play again. I don't know what yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. But Bro, tag me in. I'm definitely going to play again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bro, of tag course. me in. You know, you're, I, you're you know, the first phone call. We had the con. me and Matt had the conversation, you know, and, and about what's he doing next and where he wants to go. And, you know, he's, he's talked about it as well, you know, and I'm interested to see, you know, my whole thing now, though, is I will not lose control of any project again. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I yeah. want, you know, cause visually I think I see things different than everyone. Right. And we all do, you know? Yep. And so I definitely want to play again. I definitely want to create a new storyline. Um, I would love to come out with a, a part two of range 15 that would bring all the community together again. Right. It would be cool, <laughs> but it would have to be definitely a, on more strict terms of what I would want to put out there for the community. Yeah. It'd be fun. It's same, yeah. same thing, you know, like super troopers yeah. too, like fucking amazing. It was so fun and it made sense. And, and it's kind of that one fuzzy, like all oh, the same dudes are doing it again. It would be that yeah. for the community, but it just has to be done well. You know what I mean? And we have to really have control of it. And, and we learn from all our mistakes. You know what I mean? I think that's probably a few years out, right? Yeah. Like we all figure, we figure out others. Like I, I, I wouldn't want that to be my second, uh, you know, live, live Attempt. action film. <laughs> yeah. No. So, you know, I, I've been, you know, I've been chatting with a lot of, a lot of people want to bring me on in, in Hollywood, want me to bring me on essentially as a producer because they want our audience. Great. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they want. Completely you know, understand. Very candidly. Like they, they're yeah. saying other things like, oh, you're skilled at like, no, you want the audience. Yeah. We know what so, you want. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not super, uh, I'm not super hyped about just jumping into that. It would have to be a project where. There's some creative input. Yeah. There's some creative control. It's definitely, uh, or, it's, a, or, yeah. it's a tough space yeah, for guys like us. Myself. It's a mm -hmm. tough space for guys like us because yep. I walk in right away and you hear the gun conversation. I'm like, man, like, I don't really want to hear anyone's opinion on that one. You know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. And then you hear the immigration issues. I'm like, oh my God, again, that's not what I want to, I don't want to sit in a room. <laughs> for tech. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to sit in a room and like argue this because no one really understands what they're arguing right now. It seems like, right. And then they go, I have no idea. And then they go into the political side of things. And I'm like, Whoa, bro. Like, okay. I'm, I'm public enemy number one in Hollywood right now. And it's not for any other reason. It's just like, I actually research all my stuff. I, like, I have, I have a really strong opinion because of my experiences. Yeah. Like there's, there's some, there's some deep rooted stuff that why I have my opinions, yeah. but, but a lot of these people just, follow the, the, the wave, right? They kind of go with the flow of, of the way Hollywood is kind of yep. pushed. And that's fine. They, they have to. And they, they have, have to. to. And so do I. You know what I mean? And so do I. Ish. Ish. Well, you, you, you do and you don't, right? Like right. you can't be outspoken, you know, I, I, about I play the everything. Game. Yeah, I play the game where I stay. But, but stay. you also, you also don't have to be a jerk, right? So like there's, there's some of the, the, the quote unquote uh, conservative Hollywood personalities, yeah. right? They go out of their way to like be. Uh, yeah, I, I try not to be a jerk to anybody. Yeah, 
You know, well, I don't dude, care I, what yeah. your opinion is. There's several of the guys on set that I have really good conversations with, and they ask me, and I say, look, man, we'll, we'll talk about it, right? And as long as no one gets upset, but I'm going to give you like the facts of what I know about immigration, right? Like that's a big one because a lot of Latinos are on set. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. And I, I explained to him, like, look, man, here's policy. Here's how long policy has been in place. You know what I mean? So I kind of give him that. I never, I don't get mad. I'm just like, ah, whatever it is. It's the people that come out of nowhere and just throw something at me. I'm like, whoa, calm down. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, yeah. I have to stay in this kind of space, but I would love to be able to produce, you know, my version of things, right? I would love to be able to produce, you know, like in Hollywood, it's an interesting space, man. And, and, and as I respect it as much, but as well as I think there's a new generation coming into light and, and, and I would love to be able to, to change some of the conversation, right? Like, like, I'm not this, like, I don't ever talk like, it's funny, a lot of people say like white privileges and that. Like, I've never, I don't think about any of those things. I don't think about this. I don't think about color. I've never really saw it that way. And then I get there and I realize like, you know what? All the Latinos are, are, are competing for the same role all the time. I've gone to auditions. I'm like, I know all of you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there's been this yeah. internal turmoil between a lot of Latino actors and they don't support each other very much because it's like, well, they're all fucking, they're all chomping at the bit to fucking eat. And I get it, you know? But I think that's Hollywood period. You know, even listening to like some of Ross's old stories about, you know, back when he was, you know, younger and he was going for the, trying to get the the top spots and all these comedies, it was always like him, Ryan Reynolds, like like a handful of, yeah, same dudes, right? same dudes going for the roles. And, and I think they probably had that same feeling. Like they like each other, but they also wanted to destroy each other. You yeah, know? man. Like, but that's not me, dude. I, I know it's, it's not me. Yeah, and that's why it's hard for me. Cause I, cause I'm like, look, the better man wins. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm better than a lot. It's just in my head always, but like, it doesn't mean I'm going to shit yeah. on anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think for, for me, I think that's, that's why I want to do my own stuff. Yeah. Like I, I really, I really enjoyed the production aspect of Range Fifteen. Like acting was fun. I hope I get to do something again, but like I have no vision of myself as like a, like a big actor. Yeah, you know, like I'm just not very good. Um, and I'm sure I can get better, but I don't think that that's what I'm great at. Right. But I would love like. I'd love to be a guy that can do bigger and bigger projects and get, gets the shit done. And at the end I look at it and go like, yeah, man, this fucking thing wouldn't look like this if it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's like, the cool that's thing. The about part, yeah. That's the part that gets me fired up is production. And I like writing too. Right. That's, that's me. I like, I like writing. I, I would love to really start putting my foot in the door for, for directing because directing yeah. is nothing but leadership. Right. And like delegating, yep. In, in controlling yeah. the whole, you know, and so for me, like that's probably my most comfortable position in the room would be to be able to to direct, be able to talk yeah. to people, like, hey, you know, in this scene, I need a little more of this, whatever the case, right? But communication, yeah. it's 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 a fucking really cool space to be, and that's where I would love to be. I'd love to be able to direct and 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 write and and act, but I don't want to anything I do. I do not want to direct and write and then be the main actor because I tried that in this little short I did too much it blew me the fuck away too much i couldn't focus yeah, on the acting why, uh, it was a fucking mess i just i just uh uh helped um uh with two of casey affleck's premieres yeah and he premiered in uh in tampa and uh he premiered in uh dc and, and we we hosted it with uh AUSV. Yeah. and um that dude was the primary actor and the director on his first movie it's, and the and the fucking the fucking movie was good, and I was like, God damn! Like, how do you, you know? And he was like, Well, you know, I've got, I've got a, you know, a great a good cinematographer first and a great and all, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But still, bro, I'm gonna still, tell you right now, like that's a huge job on the short 22 minute thing that I'm still getting edited and posted and all this shit, right? Like, I knew my acting got hit. I knew it hit. I could not fucking, I could not focus on really de- developing my character. Worried. Yeah, you had to worry about everything else. Because I'm worried about the other actors. I'm worried about the fucking, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about everything. And I'm like, is this the right angle we want? I don't know. Let me see. You know, and so yeah. it was just too much, bro. And so I know now, like, Kurt Sutter, the way he did his thing, and you know, and he, he, you know, developed a show, he wrote a show, and he was actually there on set. It was because, and he only had a small role. Well, it's because fuck, you had to focus on the big picture of the fucking thing. You know what I mean? And and that's yep. where I would like yep. to be, right? If I do give myself something yep. small, 
But like, I don't want to fucking be the, the, no, dude, you got to fucking allow the actors to really do their thing. And it wasn't me doing all, you know what I mean? It fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. So what's it, what's uh, like how I'm interviewing you. What's what's different, um, you know, compared to like range 15, what's it like being on set there? Um, you know, Mayans is very similar in the sense where everyone's very, very well versed on their lines. Everyone studies the right way. Everyone, you know, like that was the cool thing about range 15. We all knew our lines, right? Like, you didn't have to yep. do a lot of takes. Everyone knew their lines. Um, I've been on some where people don't know their lines and that's like, whoa, really weird. So I noticed like we, we, we yep. did the studying the right way and the guys in the minds MC does studying the right way. But you know, there's, there's obviously funding, man, professionalism. Like the first time I, I got to eat, right? I got my plate at lunch mm-hmm. and I sat on a tire and started eating. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, uh, what? I'm just eating, right? Because we used to just grab our food and eat somewhere. No, they have a whole yeah. fucking lunch hall that you just walk into and you sit there and eat. Like a mobile fucking <laughs> lunch hall, dude. And I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. budget is real. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> it's this interesting thing that as well as, you know, you have PAs that work for you, right? Production assistants that, dude, you can't go yeah. get your own water. You're pretty much, you're taking them out of their own job. And so to get comfortable, oh, in, wow. yeah, to get comfortable, people cater to you and that's not comfortable for guys like us. Right. It's just like, no, no, yep. I got, I got legs. I got hands. I can go do it myself. But like, they're like, they'll come up and whisper like, Hey man, listen, this is what I'm supposed to do. So like every time you don't do it and someone sees you doing something, it looks bad on me. I'm like, fuck my bad, bro. You know what I mean? You're like, okay. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, dude. So like, I'm sitting there like, um, man, any chance I can get a coffee? And I feel bad dude. Cause I'm like, any chance I get a coffee? And they're like, yeah, yeah right away. And they give me a coffee. And I'm like, fuck dude, you feel like a big piece of shit, but these guys are getting their paychecks too. So you're, you're, you're employing yep. someone else. And so yeah. you have to respect that as well. And so like, there's little things that are different, you know what I mean? Um, but like all in all, it's cool, right? Like, I think it's the same. I, I really do. I, I, I think it's, you it's know. lower the filming? Or- yeah, we film about one episode is about, about seven to eight days. And okay. one episode is, well, one episode is about an hour long, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, it's, it's comparable. Yeah, it's very comparable. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. And dude, those long days, bro, they're long days everywhere. Yeah. You know, the long days we had when we were just like, whoa, this is long? Dude, we're having long days, dude. 15-hour days where you're like, yep. The other day we filmed until like five in the morning, bro. I was like, oh, this is serious. And then I start telling people <laughs> like, like, when I start thinking how military had some tough days, and then we have days like this. I'm like, it's funny. The same grogginess and, and the droning and all that stuff. It's the same, dude. And watching people just yeah. struggle, dude. Just, yeah, just, just like fall apart. Yeah, attitudes. Eat, you know? It gets, like people get into little <laughs> arguments about shit. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's just tired. <laughs> he's just cranky. He's a child thief. You know? <laughs> it's funny, man. It, it, and I try not to talk military all day because it's just so many things remind me of like the characters you work with and, and the characters you know and the and the little stresses and like you know there's scenes that that i'm like well just so you know like i actually i'm hired on as i'm the technical advisor for the show for for military for law enforcement for oh, for, nice. for immigration and for uh, prison so anything in those in those aspects i'm usually the one who's making sure that there's some legit legitimacy behind it but i also oh, understand you shit oh we please give you shit if it's messed up partly Partly. There's also, there's also time, right? You know what I mean? Time yeah. is everything. And director's so, discretion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I think we should like, mm. I'm like, okay, just, just going to be my name on it. Just going to be my name on it. <laughs> but it's cool, man. And, and it's fun to be a part of it in that sense, you know? And, um, I don't know, man, it's crazy. I think we, I think we do round two. It's going to be a lot better. Cause I know what, what we can do and what we can't do, you know? Oh, for, yeah, for sure. It's crazy. For sure. How's business going with uh, Ranger Up, man? It's going great, man. Yeah. Like, uh, record-breaking year. Like, everything is everything's good. Um, you know, kind of big changes for us. You know, we, yeah. uh, we closed down our, our North Carolina um, warehouse. And now an we our warehouse. Yeah, I know. I know. It was, it, was, it was definitely sad. Like, I definitely did the whole, like... Uh, stand there and look down the warehouse, like out of a movie kind of thing. Like, yeah. but yeah, but you know, I mean my, you know, like when I, when I moved into that place, you know, my, my daughter was 
three. My son wasn't even one yet, you know? So I've got yeah. like pictures of him like running into, uh, running into the place. And we had like, you know, something like a Pete, somehow like a, a roll of toilet paper got stuck to his, his leg. <laughs> and he, it, so he was just like toilet papering the place. And like, that was when we just had one bay and then, you know, fast forward, you know, 12 years. And it was like, we had, you know, third, uh, 25,000 square feet. I mean, it was like crazy, you know, and, and you, and you measured success almost in like how much warehouse you needed. So yeah. like, as we kept growing, it was like, man, we're, we're really making it. Um, but then you, you know, realize like, we brought on, yeah, sorry. Yeah. We, no, we, you know, we brought on some, some new investment. And with that investment came, you know, just, uh, like professionalism that like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready for like, yeah. it, was, it was like, man. So now we have this amazing facility in Columbus, Ohio, um, that does all of the, all of the operations portion, yeah. which I have done for 12 years. And now, you know, the core of Ranger up is in this like kind of fancy downtown Durham, office kind of corporate almost, you know right? it, it's not it's not corporate but i mean like we have like live edge you know tables and desks yeah. and there's leather couches and there's a mural you know that one of our artists painted as you walk yeah. in and it's like it's nice you know and it's yeah. different and um uh you know, I'm not going to say that I miss the old days because I, I love going to work like this every day, but like you got to, you have to keep changing. Yeah. And, um, you know, people have pushed me to kind of keep changing and keep getting well, better. And if you know, growth is everything, you know, and I can, and if you found that, like, man, if you can do your job better and, and spend less, like that's the only thing in business that makes sense. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. to downsize sometimes yeah. is the right idea. And, and it's crazy how, how shirts have changed though. That's the biggest thing. Shirt printing has changed since the beginning of what we did. Shit. Beginning of what I did when I was 18. Silk screening in a, you yeah. know, in a garage. Yeah. So now it's like, man, it just makes more sense to outsource to someone who can do it the right way and manage this, manage that, whatever the case fulfillment itself. Well, we're not, we're you not know? even outsourced. Like this, these are, yeah, you know, your, this is like our, your, your, our stuff, but, but essentially, you know, um, my CFO, my COO are in Columbus and marketing and design and everything pl takes place in North Carolina. No, and you so, guys are great. You guys are killing it in the marketing side. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's fun. It's, fun, it's, been, you know? it's been cool to watch, man. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be jumping on board as, as, as a sponsored podcast. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I, I like the, I like the, the, the heavy focus in jujitsu more and more. I like seeing all that, you know, because like I'm trying to do more and more yeah. myself. You know what I mean? Well, like when, whenever we think about the brand, like I always think about, I know this sounds weird, but I think a heavy component of who our customer is or like people that have suffered people that thrive in suffering. Like I think when, when people ask me what my core skill is, yeah. it's, I, I, it's, yeah, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at, I'm good at crunching numbers. I'm good at speaking. I'm good at a couple things. Like I'm great at suffering. Yeah. Like I can suffer through bad situations. I get ready for, I'm, I'm always like, and you know this about, I'm always worried. Like what's yeah. the worst thing that could happen right now? That's yeah. what I'm always thinking about. Like we finished, you know, we're like a day away from finishing range 15 and you guys are like, oh my God, like we did it. And I'm like, what happens if tomorrow we get struck <laughs> by lightning and we can't finish this one scene? And, the, you know, like, yeah. Um, and, and, and so I, like, I think that, you know, when we think about like our core customer, it's, it's the military, it's police, it's fire, but it's also like, you know, what do we, what do we spend our time doing? You yeah. know, like these, you know, jujitsu boxing you know fighting it's, the, doing, it's a fight culture know, right like it's just training for running, the fight lifting just always yeah. like ready you know things that require suffering in order to succeed in order yeah. to like no one's a good boxer day one like, yeah no you know no, Still no not a one's good, good at jujitsu <laughs> yeah well you yeah. are you are a good boxer yeah I, the first time i saw you move around i was like oh Oh, this is real. You know, like I think you and Matt were, you and Matt were like first hitting pads and then, and, but even how you were holding pads, I'm like, Oh, this is legit. You know? Cause at that time, I don't think I knew, I don't think I knew your dad the yeah. first time 
yeah. the first time that I saw you uh, move around, I was the just suffering like, that the suffering that he put me through. <laughs> yeah, well, because if you've boxed, you I, you immediately I, like anybody can look anybody can be made to look good hitting pads. Yeah. Like anybody, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to know how to box. You can spend a few afternoons with somebody and it's a routine and it, you get me- it memorized. Yeah. And it's like, Oh man, that guy's good. There's, there's a difference when you see somebody that actually knows what they're doing and you, and you've boxed, you know, you instantly recognize it. And I don't have, I don't have anywhere near the experience that, that you have, but I, you know, I boxed for a while. And so I saw you moving around with Matt and I was like, Oh shit. Like, okay, like that's real. And, uh, and then I found out later that, uh, you know, who your dad was. And then when we, when, uh, when you got in there with Justin, uh, uh, Gay, Gaythy, 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 there you go. Uh, he was surprised and that cracked me up pretty bad. (laughs) Just spending time in there, man. Just spending time in there. You know, I still try and tell my kids like, like wrestling wrestling's so big in our household but it's like all my sons stopped wrestling they don't want it i'm like oh really yeah man i'm like oh that's, that's too bad I, i'm trying to take him into the jujitsu realm i think i think the aggressiveness of of the coaching that we had early on kind of spooked him a little bit you know emotionally kind yeah. of like and it was a tough coach and i loved it but it's it, i don't think it was good for them whatever the case right it's not you can't you can't coach kids like that yeah and that's the thing is like here that's, in utah the the kids the girls coach fucking awesome and yeah. you know the girls are the girls are enjoying it, and and the two older ones right now are just all over. They're like they're in, they're in, and so I'm curious to yeah. see how it goes for them. But you know, it's so important for me. To, I try and talk to them. They're like, Dad, you don't know. And I was like, Man, I've been I've been in fights. Trust me, I'm trying to I'm trying to help them mentally while the coaches are helping them yeah. physically. And it's funny how they just don't want to listen to Dad. I'm like, Okay, yeah, Dad's never done anything hard. Uh, <laughs> it's that that's that's always the way it is. Yeah, right. That's, that's always the way it is. Like. You know, my, uh, my oldest boys, like, you know, my oldest is now in college. Um, but you know, all through like, you know, like he started wrestling in eighth grade, you know, and it was like, Hey, I can work on this stuff with you. Like we can, yeah. you know, cause we have mats, you know, we like, like, Hey, let's, let's go train. And it was until his senior year, it was very much like, uh, you know, what does dad know? Like dad know. doesn't know anything. And then like he saw, then he saw me wrestling with somebody that like, is, you know, I can't remember if it was a college wrestler or something. It was somebody. Yeah. And like, he was like, Oh shit. Dad knows what he's talking about. And then, it, then all of a sudden, like I was cooler, you know, and I'm, I'm going through the same thing with my next son oh, now. Yeah. The, the only, the only one so far that, like from day one is like on board is my oldest daughter. Yeah. And she's an assassin. She's an assassin now. That's, see, she's that's, an assassin. I, that's the crazy thing. I have my, my fortune old. She's the one that like I can coach all day and I can be drill yeah. Sergeant Vargas. I can be, I can be like, uh-uh, up, go, up, go, go, you know? <laughs> and she responds, bro. But no, with my yeah. oldest one, I'm like, just have fun, work hard. Don't quit. Like, <laughs> she just, that's it. Like if I say anything, I said something to her one time in our high school, high school wrestling match and she should have beat the fuck out of this kid because he just wasn't technically sound. Yeah. She is, right? She's technically sound, but yeah. emotionally just freaking a wreck sometimes. And I walk in yeah. and watch her. I'm like, you're better than that. You got a better shot than that. She goes, dad, shut up. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> uh, what the hell was that? Right? Like my kids would never talk uh-huh. to me that way, but I can tell how stressed she was. And I was like, all right, I'll just have to let her let that one slide because she's in high school and Dude. the pressures of everything else, you know. Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. yeah and sometimes, sometimes they don't want to receive the information. Yeah, you know. Kids. My uh, so my daughter uh, is going into seventh grade, and um, so in she she competed in the same day in uh, like essentially middle school states yeah. for women and for men. Nice. Right. So she was allowed to, com- to compete in yeah, both. Yeah, both. Yeah. And, and so um, she ended up getting second in the state in women's and she lost like a real close match, six, five steps off the mat and they start calling her for the quarterfinal round of boys. And they're supposed to get 15 minutes between matches. Yep, so yep. we walk, we walk over there and the ref is just a straight up misogynist. And he's like, 
she's got to go on right now. And I'm wow. like, she just came off the final. She just came off the finals of women. They're yeah. supposed to get 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, that's only, that's only if it's in the same weight class, oh, you God. know, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe, and he straight up said, maybe women shouldn't be wrestling in the men's division. And I lost my mind, so I, I, I was like, sitting there I'm like did you just say that and he's like well no, i didn't mean it like that i meant she should have chosen one and basically like i basically kind of argued with him a bit just yeah. to get her just some time because yeah. he didn't budge on it yeah. so she she came off of a full match for the finals lost yeah. you can imagine the emotional dump oh, of that. Yeah. and then goes out there and i'm like you gotta just dig and she beats she beats this kid in the quarterfinals oh my god and yeah yeah, so she ended up getting uh, fourth in the state in, in boys yeah. and second in the state in girls, and that was her first her first year yeah. in wrestling. You know? Beautiful. Yeah, I, I had that but, fortune. But like, start, yeah, that's the shit that drives me crazy because Starver competes in both as well, right? Yeah, she's number two in the state in Utah because there was no one in her division, and she fought fifteen pounds higher, and she she lost. She got second place. Like the girl's yeah. a fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it is what it is, right? Yeah. We go to the boys' division, and I saw this dad look at his son and kind of go like, hmm. you know, like, ah, it's a girl. You know, and the son looks at the dad and goes, laughs, puts his, puts his singlet on. And I told her, I said, beat the fuck out of this dude. He just laughed at you. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm just like, you got to do something. He just laughed at you. Now I'm mad. I'm going to beat the fuck out of the dad later on in the bathroom. I'm going to, like, I'm fucking pissed. She pins this dude so fucking hard. And when she goes to shake the coach's <laughs> hand, the coach is the dad. The dad wouldn't even shake her hand. I just looked at him like, bitch that's what you get like fuck off like you, at, at, at 14 years old there's still a chance because like the muscles haven't fully developed on the boys and so if you're yeah. in the same weight class like bro if you're not technically sound you're fucked and this girl's got like yeah. she she ran a half on this kid so hard he was just fucking like what? awesome well i'm i'm prepping sienna now because i'm just like look you've got to keep working on the technical because the boys are going to get stronger and if you want to you know if you want to mm-hmm when you want to go out there and, and do this, like you're going to have to get slicker and slicker and slicker. Teach her your judo and, and teach her how to leg ride because the girl's legs yep. stay strong as fuck, dude. And the girls that are yep. successful, they leg ride the fuck out of these boys. They know how to toss. Hey, oh, they know how to toss and they know I'm, how to leg ride. You're good, bro. I'm still here. We're going to go ahead and wrap Can this up by the way. Yep. I don't see you, but it's all good. We're about to wrap this up. It's freaking <laughs> already been an hour. It goes so fast. The best hour, best hour of your life. That's it, man. Hey, dude, do me a favor. Tell the people that are listening where they can find, obviously, rangerup.com and everything else. But um, also, now, they get 15% off if they use the promo code Rocco, correct? That is correct, sir. And you guys, if you guys don't know who Ranger Up is yet, I, I recommend you go check them out. There's so many different shirts for so many different kinds. But, uh, you know, I'm rocking the sunglasses right now. And I love them. Like a gentleman. Yes. And my son, he actually, I gave him one of the pairs because he's like, dad, I need sunglasses. I gave him a pair and I'm like, all right, bro, take care of these. Right. And they look really good, man. So super happy about it. Thanks, super man. happy about the, the partnership. And Nick, again, like always, um, I'm finished here filming here in September 20th or so. So let's try and schedule something to fly up there and say what's up. That's perfect. Sounds good, brother. Well, hey, hey, thank you, for, yeah, thank you for everything, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Bye. All right. I did it. I did it.